Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence um, and I, I, I appreciate the time you take to support my podcast. I really appreciate it. Remember, these podcasts are not, um, they are not monetized. It is just me talking and having a conversation. And I'm really, really happy to have this conversation with you and, and present my point of view. And I hope that you will take it, use it, research, more importantly, research, verify, do your own research, do bring out your own points of view, make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory and build upon it build this baggage um so uh this podcast uh is about the events at leicester square uh in london uh england um it's funny that yesterday we talked about tucker carlson and uh versus uh shashita uh one talking about how the british colonized uh, uh should i say educated and civilized india and uh, one side, Shashita Rule, the, the socialist Marxist um, member of parliament uh, allied with uh, the Indian National Congress, uh, who, have, who have blatantly uh, kept India weak uh, and under that thumbnail of corruption, uh, crony socialism, um, re-engineered history, um, made it a licensed Raj and blamed everything on the British and left us high and dry out in the world, um, fending for ourselves in the name of, uh, and, you know, accused with fascism uh, while three fingers pointing back at the, at the Indian National Congress. Um, so um, we will go straight down to it. Uh, we all know the United Kingdom, the history of the United Kingdom and India. Okay, you can debate it, different angles, different points of view. Uh, we talk about Warren Hastings. We talk about uh, uh, their prime ministers. Uh, we talk about governor generals, the last viceroy, um, Mountbatten. Um, we talk about many, many people, uh, the Queen, we talk about the monarchy, Queen Victoria. But there's one person that we do not talk about. Many people, if you ask them on the Indian subcontinent, they have no uh, idea. They only talk about Winston Churchill. Um, and yes, my friend, I am talking about Edmund Burke. Um, for anyone who doesn't know him, he was the one who was a, a parliamentarian, member of parliament, um, who made his career on challenging and bringing down the East India Company. It was because of him, Warren Hastings was impeached uh, and that brought down the East India Company. Once the East India Company was brought down, uh, what led, uh, what came after it was a series of events that led to the British Empire uh, taking over and finally the British Empire coming down slowly by slowly. Uh, that led to events that brought us to where we are today, um, perceived independence, as we say, but an independence that gave way to right now a rise of the Indian subcontinent economically, ideologically. Um, so he basically started this trend. Uh, he started uh, this movement of bringing East, East India Company down. They themselves, who 
um, came at, at the crossroads where the Mughal Empire was coming down. The Maratha Empire was in, was uh, taking over. And that junction, that void left to the East India Company um, being bought down. But he made his career on bringing that East India Company down. But he had no problem in, in, in uh, saying what he felt like. He did not mince his words. And today... Uh, all these years later, his words are coming true. Uh, Edmund Burke was born in 19, uh, 1729 and died in 1797 in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, his father was uh, um, Anglican, his mother was a Catholic. Uh, yes, and he was, uh, well, he was from the, uh, he was from the Kingdom of Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. Um, so basically, yeah, and he said something that caught my eye very long time ago, and I will say it to you because it is important for you to understand what he said was basically currents and waves. He he understood the the, the conjunction, the the cyclic nature of the human being, and he understood how how history moves, uh, how the cycles move, and he used that to tell uh, the members of parliament in, in the 1970s and 80s, sorry, in the 1780s, 1760s, 70s and 80s. And he said on his one of his speeches, today's commons of Great Britain prosecute the delinquents of India, referring to the Nawabs who were in, in rule at that point of time. Um, he said, tomorrow's delinquents of India, that means the Indian subcontinent, may be, uh, to, sorry, today's delinquents of India may be tomorrow's commons of, the, of Great Britain. I'll repeat that. Today's commons, he said in the 1760s and 70s, he said, today's commons of Great Britain uh, prosecutes the delinquents of India Today's delinquents of India will become tomorrow's commons of Great Britain. The cycles, the currents that form her waves. So when he was talking of India back then, he was talking of the Indian subcontinent. And at that point, the British, uh, the Mughal Empire just come down after Ranzib. Uh, and there was this... Uh, transition period from 1707 to 1757 where all the leftover tidbits of the empire and the different uh, sons and, and the sons and cousins of the concubines were fighting for power and the scraps of the Mughal empire uh, forming vessel states allying with different groups on the Indian subcontinent uh, and the proxy wars uh, that were going on between the different uh, uh, trading companies for the Portuguese for the British for the French for the Dutch all on the Indian subcontinent, um, allying with the local and Nawabs on the ground and fighting for the scraps of power and money that was left over that, that ended whatever little left was in the coffers. Um, and he said, today's delinquents of India, that means the delinquents in, 17, in the 1750s and the 1740s, will transition to become tomorrow's commons of Great Britain. The commons being the house of commons of Great Britain. And we are at this junction, my dear friend. Um, 300 years later, 250 years later, the house of commons of the United Kingdom is filled with members of parliament, 
of uh, of India uh, of Indian origin. We almost had an Indian uh, prime minister. We have a person of Indian origin or Pakistani, same thing, South Asian origin, who is the uh, mayor of London. Uh, you have plenty of, of, of members of parliaments of the United Kingdom uh, that have have their origin in um, in um, in South Asia, and so yes, the delinquents of seventeen fifties India have become the members of Parliament of the House of Commons of Great Britain. So the currents that form our wave. And we have to understand these currents, that we are all currents that form our waves. Our currents form the waves, it's not the waves that form the currents. What have we been doing for 5,000 years on the Indian subcontinent? What have we been doing for the last 2,000 years, 1,000 years, 500 years? What have we been doing? We've been fighting us versus them. This Abrahamic mentality of us versus them is not going anywhere. It's going to get worse and worse and worse because we do not understand we are just metaphysical energy field. We have not healed from the journey of life. We're an energy field that is completely out of sync and we have not balanced our energy. We have not aligned our energy. We have not healed. We do not understand the junctions of life and we just keep repeating and repeating and repeating. The labels have changed, but the mentality is still the same. Because it's not the labels that define the mentality. It is the mentality that defines the labels. Whatever label you use, if you, you're still aggressive and you're still angry, you will cause, uh, you will cause, uh, you will find yourself at junctions in life that are negative. So it's important to heal, my friends. And I will continue this, this uh, podcast by, by reading something that one of my listeners sent me. Uh, and it says, neither mother, father, nor any relative can can do one one greater good than one's own well-directed mind. Jitni balai no mata pita kar sakte hai aur na hi anya bhai buddh bandhu usse kai adhik sahi maag par laga chitra man kar sakta hai. This comes from Dharma Padam, and basically what he's saying, like I said, your own well-directed mind, if you understand your currents that form your wave, the, the, the junctions of, of life, the, the, the packets of data that are embedded in your DNA, offloaded, heal, you will be better, but we're not. We're in a spiral, of, we are in a continuous spiral of vendettas, and that is not working, my friend. You have to heal, you have to remove these labels, look under the labels, the layers and the layers and layers of dirt and, and, and negativity that lies underneath is, is, uh, has to be removed. You have to heal and then you have to move forward. Uh, by changing the bandage, you're not going to heal. Uh, you have to remove the bandage at one point of time. Let your wound dry up. Clean the pus. Um, remove the dirt, the scabs, and let it heal. Let it dry and rebuild the, the, uh, the muscle around it, the, the skin around it, um, and then and re be able to reuse the strength of that part of your body that is injured, and that, my dear friend, is who we are mentally, psych, uh, physically, uh, psychologically, economically. That's most important in life. <clears throat> so, 
I am going to talk about uh, a little bit about Leicester Square now. I can. I'm living. I'm, I'm not living in London to give you uh, to tell you exactly what's going on. I, I I can't say I know everything. Okay, so I, I'm not going to pretend I know everything. I'm just going to give you ideologically what happens because we're all currents and waves. We the same waves everywhere. The labels will change. The mentality will change. But the mentality is the same. And and whether we are in the UK, we are in America, wherever we are, the waves and the currents and the waves are the same all over the planet. Now, as immigrants, um, let me say that uh, I've always said that uh, India's, Indians and Pakistanis, we don't have problems outside, but we have problems on the Indian subcontinent. However, when you come outside, uh, believe me, I think we all know that we go to the same shops, Indian, Pakistanis, Bangladeshi, Sri Lankans, we'll go to the same shops, we have the same friends, we visit each other, we, uh, we go to the same school, same colleges, we hang out together, we are so, uh, we really don't have a problem. I'm sure there's a little bit of a problem, but there is really, in general, 95% of the time, there is no problem. We have a great time, and, and life is good. Uh, and, and we all, you'll have Indians having Pakistani friends, Pakistanis having Indian friends. We go to the same restaurants, we go to the same shops. Um, and there's a lot of that going on. And so um, we depend economically on each other. We depend ideologically on each other. Uh, we don't have the same, we have the same problems. Uh, we make the same mistakes. Um, we um, we help each other in a lot of ways. So there's no divide and rule over here. It's a narrative that's being caused by certain groups. Um, we also make errors, like I said, okay? So we do live, a lot of us live in ghettos in the sense that, uh, you know, you have the Asian community here, South Asian community there, the Indians, Pakistanis will live there. A um, lot of South Asians will live together. There are plenty of people who live, uh, you know, separately. They don't always live together, but there are also people who do live together. Um, and once, if we live in these ghettos, so, you know, if we live in ghetto communities, uh, which a lot of other communities do, South Asians are not the only one. Okay, so you'll have the Somalis there, the Sudanese there, the Afghanis. You know, you've got that. It's it's incredible. Uh, but if you have, um, if you live in ghetto, you're brainwashed to believe to live in a bubble, and you only look at things that are produced by your narrative. And the narrative is always negative. That we are the victims, and the people on the outside are bad. They don't have any culture. They don't have any narrative. They don't have any any history. We have the history. We have the culture. We are the most hardworking people but the others are all bad. But yet we have to leave our country. We do not want to take our responsibility that the problem is ours. And we keep talking about everyone else and how they're bad and pointing fingers at them at racist, 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 hate speech, negative, negative reinforcement. And we are infused with this negativity that we never get out of the box. And when we meet negative on the outside, guess what? There's going to be a problem because you infuse with negativity, you will meet negativity on the outside. Now, when we also come to a country, we're always at the bottom of the cycle. We're never the top of the cycle. You have to work your way up slowly. You have to be ready to offload that data, offload the baggage, offload the negativity, and 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 spread out and and understand um, understand. Um, you know, change your mentality. Be willing to change your mentality. Some some people do, some people don't. And if you live in ghettos, you're not going to. 
Okay, um, and that is a problem that we have. So, uh, especially in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, even 90s, um, you know, these people uh, who, came, who went to Indian, South Asians, who went to other countries, uh, lived on their own little plantation and brainwashed themselves and got brainwashed and pretended they were higher than Tao and they were victims and uh, the whites are racist and they kept they, they kept the negative plantation on their mind. Um, they kept living in these plantations pretending to, to protect themselves but the anger was on the inside, the narcissism was in the inside, the negativity, the negative reinforcement was in the inside. When it went on the outside, the trans went on the outside, they got hit and they said, oh, well, the problems with racist. Now they are the ones risky, saying, well, you know, the, the whites, the, the police are not helping them. But you spent, you spent two decades, three, four decades uh, pointing fingers at other people, at the police, uh, at other communities, at other people, just to justify your failure, your ignorance, your lack of confidence. And, and refusing to transition, pretending that you were the pillars of your society that you left behind to camouflage your guilt, your loss of your roots. Uh, and, you, and, and guess what? Uh, when, you come, when you remain at the bottom of the battle barrel, you're going to get hit. So you have to take your responsibility. This is for every single one. We make the same mistake all the time. And we can see that in someone called Meghan Markle, who is the wife of... Uh, of uh, Prince Harry. Prince Harry is uh, married to uh, an American who is biracial, as they call her. Mother is uh, African origin, father's European origin. Um, I hate using the word race because I don't believe in it. Um, so Meghan Markle, uh, the first thing she came to, to the United Kingdom and she started talking about women of color, people of color. Oh, I'm uh, from this color background. I'm that color background. Oh, I, and then she started, oh, racism. Oh, the first thing her boyfriend said, Harry, he said, oh, this racism against my girlfriend. Uh, I mean, you come to a country and the first thing you talk about is racism, is your color of your skin. Uh, you talk about negative reinforcement. It's because you come from a broken home. You come from a broken life. And you sit in your ghetto and you and you listen to only the echoes of your voice. You are going to get this problem. It will transfer to the outside. The problem on the outside is a transfer of, of the negativity on the, of the problem on the inside. So heal on the inside. Offload your mentality. You will have a better life. This is for everyone. This is not just for Hindus or Muslims or anyone. But we are so uh, used to this negative narrative that we do not see anything. We don't understand we're negative and positive. And we keep doing the same things. We go to the same mosque, the same churches, the same temples, the same friends. This, and, and we keep listening to the same narrative. So we're not going to change. If you keep listening to the same narrative, repeating the same garbage, prayers and, and, and ideology, you're not going to change. You're not going to go out of the box. You keep spitting on others when instead the problem is you. You are your worst enemy. And that is something that's important to understand. We all make the mistake. Meghan Markle came and she and she pretended that everyone is racist against her. Like as if everyone got up in the morning only to listen to Meghan Markle and her and her and her ignorance and her victimhood when she lives in a mansion and got a couple of million dollars in her bank account. Um, she was just looking for traction, and every time people look for traction, they find racism. Well, you know, stop looking for traction. You won't have a problem. Uh, and she made the same mistake that every single immigrant makes 
and this is the problem my friend she is the perfect picture image of what everything you should not do in a life in uh, as someone who transitions from one place territory to another territory whether it's within your country uh, or externally outside your country that is something very important to uh, to understand uh, second secondly the ghettos you have to get out of these ghettos um, or there will continuously be a spiral of vendettas um, so um, so when we leave a land, we have to take our responsibility, we have to heal, we have to balance the status quo. And when trouble comes to our door, we, we, we should not be quick to point fingers at others, but understand, yes, it will take time, but you have to be ready right from the word go to offload your mentality, heal and form those bonds or you will live on a, a socialist plantation all your life because that's what socialism is about. It's about ghettos, putting you in a ghetto, on an ideological plantation, occupying rent-free space on your mind and using you to continue the spiral of vendettas that you left behind in your own country and recreating your new country in the image of the country you left behind. Uh, so um, this being said, um, we come to the Leicester violence, okay? Uh, like I said, I don't know much about uh, what happened. I just saw it in, I did a little research on, on the papers, on, on the print. Uh, there's not much talk about it because the media and academia is controlled by the socialist Marxist uh, woke people on the planet and they will not say anything unless their, uh, their ideology is camouflaged, uh, is, is getting hit. Uh, you'll have a Muslim hurt, you'll get hit, you'll have a black person hurt, yes, there'll be big hue and cry, you have people like Meghan Markle who's black, okay, but, you know, anyone else are just dogs and they're considered as fascist, and they say, oh, well, see what you, yeah, 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 everyone's got to see what they they did, uh, is that something that the, the socialist groups look at when when they're pointing fingers? No, they don't look at themselves, they look at everyone else, but they expect someone else to do that, so, it is important for everyone to look at the junctions in life and everyone who comes to the junction uh, is within a, a junction is wrong because um, we only meet people who are mirror image of who we are. So um, it is important. Uh, so the media doesn't really say much about it, but I did see some um, some very important uh, videos about people who live in Leicester and said this is not Hindu-Muslim violence. This is not uh, um, an overflow or separatist overflow from the uh, um, you know, political overflow, the ideological overflow. These are Islamist mobs trained and indoctrinated uh, by, uh, by mosques. Okay? And maybe not all mosques, there are some mosques who are... Um, indoctrinating their youth, indoctrinating the people below who've kept them uh, generation after generation on a cycle, on a plantation, fed them with a negative narrative, um, and, and basically forced them to be used as, uh, use their mind as, as mobs to, to hit, uh, to create violence. Now, this is not something that happened. This is a one-off incident. It's been going on for a couple of months. Uh, apparently, and this is all spurned on by the Islamist mobs um, um, sponsored by the mosque, and no police has apparently done much, because if they had, we wouldn't have this problem right now. 
So it's only come to the to the news because it became it got out of hand. But this was happening for a long time. Uh, uh, temples, uh, a temple was burned, broken down. Uh, flags were de degraded, um, and it was said that um, the doors of of people of houses have been broken into, and everyone who has a door with a house, uh, a house with a door that's broken, you can know it's a Hindu house because these Islamist mobs have gone and broken down the doors. The police have pretty much done, done nothing and I don't know exactly the details of what's in but this is what the the, um, the people of Leicester uh, Hindus have been saying that this is what's happening. Uh, this became a volcanic eruption once India-Pakistan lost, uh, sorry, India-Pakistan-Asia Cup match. Um, I think so. The Pakistanis lost, the Indians won, um, and and guess what? Uh, it was not even a final match, if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't watch it. Um, I used to like India-Pakistan matches, but I don't anymore, because it's just ridiculous. It's about anger and venting your anger, and it's about vengeance. Uh, nothing else. That's all it is about. And it, it's, it's just not cricket. The cricket that I grew up with, um, and, and I just don't like watching it anymore. So, um, yes, you have, it, it volcanized out of, it erupted in a volcanic eruption, but this is what happens. It builds, 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 builds below. You infuse it, infuse it, blow oxygen to it, fan the air, uh, blow more oxygen into it, give it life. And when it, it, it erupts as a volcanic eruption, you say, oh, no, well, it's Hindus, 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 Hindus. Uh, so here's the first question. Why has the police not done much about it or talked about it? Um, until now, that's I'm sure there is something that's done, but not to the point that you know it would have well erupted out of, of complete control. Uh, why? Because let me explain to you something. Um, the Brits have been bought over um, by um, the Muslim Brotherhood. Okay, they have been bought over by the Muslim Brotherhood. Remember, politics is what money. Money, 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 money. If you've got money to buy out the politicians, well, guess what? You're, you're doing great. If you don't have money to buy the politicians, then you're not going anywhere in life. Uh, it's all about who you can uh, control, how many lobbies you have, and, how, and that's what democracy is about. Lobbies, lobbies, lobbies. Uh, first, we had the control of the state, uh, the church that controls the state, or religion that controls the state. Then now they have separation of, of state. Uh, and uh, and religion, but you really think that the the groups of the power groups, power century groups, are going to let go of of power? No. Instead of the church, they're going to use lobbies. That's all. They replace the religion with lobbies. They buy buy out the government. So in reality, there's no separation of church and state. And so if you buy out the state, you will get your way. The the Muslim Brotherhood has got a lot of money. Uh, the IFE, which is the Islamic uh, Forum of Europe, if I'm not mistaken, um, or Islamic Federation of Europe, uh, they are an arm or an ally um, of, of uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. They have completely controlled uh, a lot of Europe and they have controlled uh, control of the British government. Do you really think that the British government is going to help anyone besides those who line their pockets? No. 
Recently, you had the gang rapes, the uh, grooming gangs, or should I say the rape gangs of of uh, of Pakistan and and and, and Muslims. Um, should I say the the it was said in the papers that approximately 85 to 87 percent were Pakistanis. Um, nothing much else has been said about this, uh, but if 80 85 percent of of them have been uh, been raping Anglo-Saxon girls. Uh, and the British police knew about it and kept absolutely silent about it for two decades on the whole until the Anglo-Saxons brought it up or should I say uh, I think his name is Tommy something Tommy I can't get his name now um, he brought it up and they were angry they called him an Islamophobe Islamophobic because he was standing up for the local people on the ground um, and uh, they chastised him, uh, ran a, a campaign against him, and left those girls who were left high and dry, raped uh, as filthy, vulgar, immoral girls. But the Islamist um, lobbies and the groups who ran these campaigns of rape were let go, and by and large, and no one said much about them because, uh, yeah, uh, they have money. They have money, so they buy out governments, whoever the governments are, and guess what? So the British government is not going to do anything. Uh, the British police are not going to do anything. They don't really care. And uh, you also have, and you know by the Khalistanis, who who are proxies of, of the uh, Islamists, uh, who are who bought over the the the, prox the, is the Khalistanis completely, uh, they are in the hands of they, they've got money too. So every time you see a, um, a Khalistani somewhere having a referendum or something like that, um, you know that there, there's an Islamist behind it. There is uh, the Muslim Brotherhood behind it because the Muslim Brotherhood has got a bad name. They cannot be seen everywhere. So they use these proxy groups. And you know that if they're having referendums in your country for another country to separate another country, to divide another country, um, you know very well that they've been that the government has been bought out. So, you, do you expect the government to to do anything about it? No, absolutely not. Um, and my dear friends, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is going to get worse. This is not getting easier, better anytime soon. It's going to get worse. Recently, there was this referendum, like I said, in uh, in Canada. In um, because there's a huge Sikh Khalistani population in Brandon, Ontario, and in in British Columbia, uh, the Canadian government said no because the Canadian government is led by this, the by Justin Trudeau, uh, who is the Prime Minister. He is a minority government, very large minority, but still a minority government. He needs uh, another party, an ally, and the other party, the only other party in Canada, is called the NDP. Um, it's a socialist party, and it's led by a Sikh, an Indian origin Sikh, who who is uh, an ally or um, a supporter of the Khalistani movement. He is he's on an anger platform. He is absolutely he is completely angry, but his anger has nothing to do with Khalistan. His anger comes from from his father, who was a, a who's a doctor apparently, but uh, an alcoholic, and he was an alcoholic. I'm sure his father went to the partition of India uh, and Pakistan, and he his father went to a lot of trauma, uh, which happened in those days. Uh, 
big type of trauma, uh, never healed, never introspected. We can't expect them to introspect at that time when they go to the trauma like that uh, because the Sikhs got it really bad. Uh, instead of going back in time and introspecting, he, he transferred the trauma to the white people, pretended that he everyone was racist against him, but the trauma was, was the violence on the inside. And today he blames everyone else for problems. Every time he has something to say, it's racism, 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 racism. That's the only thing he says. He has nothing else to say but racism. Point the finger of victim to himself while the big bad person is on the other side. That is his Abrahamic colonization of his mind. So he is the leader of the NDP. He need, he's a Khalistani, big Khalistani supporter. And he's got all his people voting for him on the inside. Uh, he's an ally of uh, Justin Trudeau's party. So Justin Trudeau needs him, needs his party for votes to remain in power because he remains in, Justin Trudeau needs his vote. He's not going to say no to any type of referendum in, in Canada for a different state. Justin Trudeau doesn't want uh, Quebec to separate, but he doesn't mind separating and breaking up another state. That, that's, that's okay. But if he supports ref, uh, breakup of another state, he will also break up Canada one day uh, in the name of uh, uh, in the name of justice, social justice, poetic justice, and all the uh, Islamist-supported Khalistani proxy movements. Justin Trudeau himself has um, has uh, Khalistanis in his uh, government, and these Khalistanis have been have uh, infiltrated every single political party, including the Conservatives. So you have. Um, all of them uh, supporting these Khalistani movements, uh, and that's because they've bought out the government. So you think the government really cares? None of them, none of these groups have bought out the rape cases that have been going on for 20 years of the Anglo-Saxon girls, and never mind who they are, they're just girls who've been raped, okay, uh, in, in the United Kingdom. Not one of them have bought uh, up the case, but they're too busy bringing up the case of the farmers' laws, fascist India, fascist Hindu, Hindutva vigilantes, Hindutva extremists, they will not talk about uh, the, the, the three fingers pointing back at them. But that is what the governments are. They don't really care. So do not wait for the governments to support you. Uh, it's okay if you're... Um, if they are phobic against you, they, they run an agenda, but if you replicate, no, you're fascist. And so this is unfortunately them. Um, so something else that I wanted to bring up, people say, oh, well, it's the small portion of society. Yes, it was only uh, the Islamist mobs uh, with some mosques who are involved in indoctrinating and training youth to be mobs and do exactly this thing. And they're only a small percentage, so we should all keep quiet. But if you have one person who says something nasty against them, you're Islamophobic and the whole world will fall on you. The thing is, we are cyclic at the bottom of the junction, at the bottom of the cycle. We will all pass through. We will all go through this negative phase. Uh, we will all go through this darkness and we have to come out the other side because it's part of life. The currents have to form waves. It will end on the beach and go back into the water. So there is always a small percentage, but there are the majority of people who are supporting the small percentage, who are pumping money at the bottom to the bottom of the barrel instead of getting these people out. They are putting money to keep people there and enforce them with negative ang uh, um, 
anger and aggression to to use to justify their ignorance. Um, and so this happens to every group. It's not just one group. Every group does the same thing. It is important that you understand the cycles. It's important you understand that there always be people at the bottom of the cycle. But if you heal and you you uh, you offload the data every single junction in life, when you are at the bottom, you will transition instead of being stuck in a barrel. That's what it is. And right now we've got people stuck in the barrel because we do not understand cycles. We do not understand transition. Um, so these mosques and these uh, these um, negative uh, these these Islamists have infused uh, have spent big money infusing and indoctrinating uh, people at the bottom of the barrel for generations now with negativity anger corrosive divide, divisive uh, ideology they, and they're kept on an angry plantation it is they even say it vocally they say it aloud they say it uh, they say it in front of everyone they don't really care because they they don't care this is what they want to do this is their this is their agenda to keep you on a constant state of anger is what uh uh, Linda Sarsu said at an Islam meeting, keep them on, our, our goal is to keep Muslims on a constant, uh, constantly angry, on a, an angry, um, to keep them angry, was what she said, uh, so that uh, Allah will be happy, or something, I don't remember the ending of the word, of this phrase, but she said, it is our duty to keep Muslims constantly angry. I. I was stunned she said it out aloud. I mean, I know that it's going, it's happening, but she said it, um, and it's exactly what is done. Um, this is what Abrahamic ideologies are, my friend. It's about anger to be stupid. Um, but it's also socialism. socialism. It's crony socialism. Um, the bottom line is that you're currents and waves, and one day your waves will get over, and you'll be left at the bottom of the barrel. You won't know what to do. So it's, it's your duty to remove that energy. Um, mosques are engines, um, and they are engineers for rhetorics, to use rhetorics to keep people, uh, to keep themselves in business. They use rhetorics, narratives, to keep people on a negative plantation, to be dependent upon them, and to keep them as slaves to an ideology, uh, to... Uh, to keep themselves in business, because if people don't come back, if they're, if they're, everything is perfect in life, they're not going to come back. So you have to keep people negative. So you have to keep people coming back and pretend that uh, you know you're you're helping them, you're pro providing them salvation. Uh, you have to keep people dependent upon you. You have to create that narrative of anger, aggression, and avoid which they control. And that, my dear friend, is also socialism. Socialism is not about free-flowing metaphysical energy. It's about keeping you on a constant plantation of anger, mistrust, hate, negativity, uh, um, to blindside you with only uh, an, a tunnel vision that suits the echo chambers uh, controlled by them. And, and that's what they are. That's, that's Abrahamic mentalities. All three Abrahamic groups do the same thing. Um, and... It is also a narrative of power, okay? But it's been re institutionalized as, as religion 
um, and this religion is uh, to hang on to their power because they know they're losing these colonial empires. It has been camouflaged by socialism. So in the last 75 years, we've been ruled by socialist and communist agendas. Uh, and these socialists and communists have kept us on, this, on this, um, these ghettos uh, and they've rebranded these colonial empires as religions, cultures, multiculturalism. So from religions, they from empires, they went to religions, from religions, they went to cultures, from cultures. Now they have gone to a perceived pluralism uh, tactic um, of multiculturalism and secularism. Uh, but at, in the end of the day, it's about ghettos and the constant state of anger that you're infused with to keep you on in these ghettos. It's ghettoism and angry ghettoism, aggressive, uh, xenophobic, and um, it's it's about vengeance all the time. And this is what socialism is about. Um, and it's all camouflaged by God. It's all camouflaged by God, but it's just angry socialism. Um, they play a they play a divide and rule. Um, this socialism was the cause of the breakup of the Indian subcontinent, my friend. The Indian subcontinent was not broken up by the British, was not broken up um, by anyone else. It was broken up not by Hindus and Muslims. It was broken up by socialism because Jinnah did not like Nehru and Gandhi. Who were Nehru, who was a socialist and he had the socialist wing of the party, wanted totalitarian power. He, it, he got repulsed. He didn't get what he wanted uh, from separate electorates. In the end, it became Hindu and Muslim. And when the, the, the Indian subcontinent broke up, it did not break up because of Hindu-Muslim, although that was a narrative. And they blamed everything on the Hindu, the Hindu, the Hindu. Everything was blamed on the Hindu. When we broke up, it was because of socialism. Nehru and the Indian National Congress did not take their responsibility. The, the Pakistanis pretended that it was Hindus. The socialist Indians bl blamed the Hindus. And the Hindus just kept quiet and said, yes, of course, yes, yes. You know, it's Hindus. We are bad. We are bad. They went into a shell. And this is the result of going into a shell, 75 years of being in a shell. Um, and this divide and rule of uh, us versus them, or us, the Marxist, the pure, pluralistic, perceived pluralistic Marxist socialist, uh, and the multiculturalism and secular scam that they have run for 70 years, is, uh, for majority versus minority, is just a narrative that has been indoctrinated all over the world uh, and, produ uh, and produced all over the world, presented all over the world as the Hindus are bad, the Hindus are the majority, and everything that's wrong in the world is Hindu. So they have to butcher all the Hindus all over the world. They have to call them fascist, de degrading, uh, filthy people. And I've been told this on my face, literally on my face, that they cannot say that Indians, when they say Indians, they mean Hindus. And I've been told Indians are filthy people by fellow Indians who are brainwashed by these socialists, by socialism. Hindus are filthy, Hindus are corrupt, Hindus are negative, Hindus are bad, Hindus have destroyed the country, but they don't understand that they've been infused with a socialist Marxist platform of anger and, and vengeance. And, and this is what socialism is. 
and this is what's been going on in these mosques and um, it's also been going on in, in many homes because you'll only attract people who are a mirror image of who you are and this is a narrative that's gone on whichever ghettos you are on uh, for the last 70 75 years um, the loss of power uh, for socialists in India um, in uh, after the 20s slowly after the 1980s um, 1990s coming up with the opening of the economy the loss of power uh, has been blamed completely on the Hindus as fascists because in spite of being uh, blamed for uh, the breakup of the Indian subcontinent, the reason why Pakistan um, broke uh, broke away because of the Hindus, the reason why, oh, this caste is Hindus, Dalit is Hindus, everything that's wrong is a Hindu, the garbage men on the planet, Hindus, uh, the Christians are uh, persecuted everywhere in the world, they're Hindus. Everything is Hindus, Hindus, the fascists, they're Hindus, the Nazis, they're Hindus, everything. Why? Because we kept, we kept quiet. And this no introspection for the scams, the, the, the crony socialist scams, the 2G scams, the telephone scams, every scam of the scam for the last 60 years by the Indian National Congress. No introspection, no taking of my, of your, or of your, uh, of their responsibility. The moment they lost, they blamed the Hindus. They blamed the Bharat, uh, the BJP, who was a is supposed to be a Hindu, Hindu fascist uh, state uh, political party. They blamed the Hindus for uh, intolerance. Right after 2014, I remember I was in India. They presented this view all over the world that the Hindus are bad. The Hindus are bad. The Hindus are bad. And now people are repeating it because they only know what goes on on TV and the media. And that's the real university of the world. So blame everything on the Hindus. And at one point, this anger and aggression, the moment there's a slight matchbox, a match light that's lit, a lighter that's lit, the smallest of light uh, lighters that are lit, uh, in this tinderbox of anger and aggression and aggressivity, uh, it will light flames of... of, of uh, of uh, trauma, it will light up fl flames of uh, uh, of anger, and this you get, you will get Leicester Square again and again. And it's only the beginning, my friend. Like I said, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is going to continue. If you think that your currents are going to stop just because you go on to another subcontinent or another continent, you're wrong. We're currents and waves. We take the same mentality, the same currents, the same anger, the same plus and minus to a new country uh, where we are and, and it will bal it will offload and translate into the same problems uh, in, in your adopted land as in the new land. It's not going to stop tomorrow. We're not humans as we say we are, we're frequencies roaming in currents and waves. So uh, this narrative has been created all over the world by the socialists of India and, and Pakistan uh, and 
camouflaged by, uh, sorry, and the socialists in Pakistan who are also Islamists, they have projected a, a narrative of, oh, the majority is bad, the majority has destroyed the subcontinent, we created this beautiful Mughal empire with the Taj Mahal, and look at these Hindus, they're cast, they're Dalit, oh, look at them, they're untouchable, they burn widows, all of the above, all negative, they're so filthy, uh, they're, they're corrupt, they're filthy, India's filthy, the Hindus are filthy. Um, this narrative has been gone on for so long and it's been projected by the Indian National Congress to camouflage their errors, their, uh, their uh, socialist complete stranglehold, their corruption for the last 60 years and they've blamed the, they've blamed the Hindus and we said yes of course bring it on. That's the same thing we've done for uh, 3,000 years. I mean, you know, you raped the country, you invaded the country, took the money. When you came to take the money, it was okay. When you came to take all the wealth, it was okay. When you came to take, but you went to rape the, our people, it was okay. When you went to convert them, it was okay. And now not only is it not over, you con continued indoctrinating their mind against their fellow neighbors, against them, against the people who... who who've been together for generations, play out a divide and rule, made them hate their own heritage, and you think this is not going to erupt into a volcanic eruption? Of course it is. And the Indian National Congress has not stopped. They love this narrative because that's the only way they're going to escape. The other point I'm trying to bring up here is um, the Europeans in the West, the Americans, the Europeans, the Brits, have all been involved in wars for the last three decades, or should I say even more, since 1979, uh, the Iranian revolution. That's, that's 40 years now, 40 years they've been involved in wars in the Middle East, okay? So it started with 1980 in Iraq, Iraq-Iran war. Then after that, you had a lull, you went into the first Gulf War. That led also to the Afghanistan invasion by Pakistan, uh, camouflage, uh, helped by, um, sorry, helped by um, the United States and, and supplied by arms and ammunition by Europe and the, and the United States. Uh, we have the tragedy and the genocide of, uh, um, of Bangladesh. All of that has led to massive amount of trauma in the Middle East, uh, but they, they cannot take their responsibility. They, they just cannot take their responsibility. They will not say, oh, we killed so many people. We killed so many uh, uh, children. They cannot say we dropped so many bombs. They have to camouflage and, and whitewash their, their, their crimes upon humanity, which is something which they've been doing for 3,000 years. I mean, whichever the group, the labels change, but the mentality will not. So they've been, the last 40 years, they've been involved in wars in the Middle East in these countries. So in order to camouflage and whitewash their sins, uh, they find it very easy to now become the, the, the portrayers of justice and morality and poetic justice. So who's the best person to do that? Who are the best people to, to, to point fingers and, and force them to absorb the shock? Guess what? The Hindus. The Hindus are bad. The Hindus are bad. The Hindus are bad. The Hindus are bad. Why? Because you need to camouflage your own errors. You need to cam they need to camouflage their own negativity. They've been locked in the cycle of spiral of vendettas and, and cyclic vendettas for generations. 
but they cannot take their own responsibility. So Hindus are the best target, and then this is what you get. We never kept quiet. We kept quiet all this while, but this is exactly what you'll have. You don't. You don't have exactly have a choice. Um, we're on the back foot because of our silence, and that's why they want us to go back into the box with Islamophobia, Islamophobia, fascism, Nazis. Uh, they blame. They've been on a rampage to to. To, to blame everything on the BJP or whatever is going wrong in the world is the BJP, is the, the Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus. I've even been told that the new president of India, uh, the Honorable Draupadi Murmur, has, she's a horrible, well, she looks ugly, I've been told. Look how ugly she looks. Can you believe that? These are people who are indoctrinated by, by the church and by Islam. Uh, minorities. Let me just say minorities. I'm not going to take a label here. Um, minorities, so-called minorities of India, have been. I've been told this on my face. Look how ugly she is. Uh, I was stunned. I just didn't have the words to say it. I didn't want to say it because I didn't think it merited a reply. I didn't think that it was a, a merit uh, to to honor that comment by a reply. Uh, I think it was just below the belt. And, and you know, kudos to whoever wants to have this narrative. I mean, you know, if they if they are so weak and and lack of uh, lack of confidence in themselves, it's it's you know, let them s step on it and do what they want. Um, so yes. Uh, the narrative of, of the socialist Marxists in India who led, led a feudal regime, a corrosive and subjugative feudal regime for the last 60 years on the Indian subcontinent in India have lost power and they blame everything instead of taking their responsibility, they blame everything on the Hindus, the Hindus who are supposed to, we are born only to submit to the, uh, to the anger and the fascism uh, and the supremacy of the socialist and the anger that they have indoctrinated into us, which we're not doing, so that's why we're bad. Um, the West uh, and Europe and, and America, who was plundered and who's been in wars with the Middle East for 40 years, need to whitewash their sins, so they have trolled the narrative of their high moral status um, and their supremacy one more time by blaming the Hindus and everything. The, the Muslims are always weak, 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 weak. Uh, as if we really, uh, you know, they, they have uh, any any audacity to blame anyone. Uh, we also have uh, Narendra Modi, as I as I spoke about early on in the monetization podcast, where his demonetization has left the Indian National Congress high and dry, has left. La Mafia uh, in India, high and dry, who has left the parallel economy of, of Pakistani's drug uh, companies and drug lords and their mafias uh, that were run, the, the cartels and the mafia cartels that were run on the Indian, in, in India, uh, thanks to the Indian National Congress and their vote bank mullahs and, and rock boards. Um, because of that, uh, they, their parallel economy has come down and in order to camouflage the fact that they don't have any money anymore, they have indoctrinated and blamed everything on the Hindus, the BJP, Hindutva, 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 but the Islamist mobs that have run a, uh, a ground, have been from birth, 
been indoctrinated with aggression and anger and kept on this plantation only to be used uh, by their goons, you will get this eruption of violence. And it's only the start of it, my dear friends. Um, so it is important to know that this junction in life is brought to us by the one and only crony socialists of the world uh, who have indoctrinated this planet with anger and aggression. And it is socialist slavery. This indoctrination of victimhood, um, majority versus minority, uh, anger, anger, aggression, is the socialist way of slavery. It's, so, it's social slavery. It's slavery under socialism. Um, and it is to keep you on a plantation of fear all the time so that they can use you and, and, and know that you're weak and keep you weak and dependent upon them. Um, that is why if, if you want silence and submission, you know, you can be a socialist, but this is what you'll get. And this is what you get when you vote for them. You remain on plantations. You don't heal and you're not free flowing. Um, energy, your free-flowing metaphysical energy that is that is powerful from the inside, but weak uh, uh, and 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 healed, and not weak uh, instead of in, like the socialists want us to be. Um, so um, this events at Leicester, uh, Leicester in England, in in London. Uh, is in reality the real form of their perceived pluralism um, and multiculturalism. So this perceived multiculturalism, the perceived pluralism, but in reality just a front for this colonial supremacy. Uh, pluralism does not colonize or proselytize because pluralism accepts everyone for who they are, not for who you want me to be. But supremacy colonizes, supremacy uh, proselytizes because they believe that they're so great that people have to come over to their side and you, by changing your label, you will then change who you are. It doesn't work like that. You're still the same current and waves. You belong to the same ocean. You're no different from the drop of water at the side of you. So this... This perceived pluralism, this perceived multiculturalism and secularism um, um, is actually a, a scam for, um, for the supremacist monistic uh, ideology that is uh, exclusive um, and, and, and it's only a narrative to, to resurrect their colonial empires. They're not there for pluralism at all. They're not there for multiculturalism. There's no such thing as multiculturalism, secularism. It's just a narrative, a perception of your mind to make you a fool. Um, and if you do, if you fall for this trap, the problem is you. Uh, you have to understand that your current in the waves. It's your currents that form the waves. It's you to make every junction in life into an intellectual laboratory and heal. So what can you do? What, what is the solution for this junction in life? You have to not depend on others, on, on the government. They're not going to help you. Protect yourself. Protect your assets. Uh, you need to have community surveillance. So you have to support each other in the community, community surveillance. Uh, community is, when I say community, I don't mean labels. Okay, So I don't mean, uh, well, you know what? The Hindus on one side, the Muslims on the other side. And uh, the communists on one side, the socialists on the other side. We'll only help the so communists, you, you help the socialists. No, no, no. 
everyone's in your community, you're a human being and you have to support one another. Um, an economic ban on anything and everyone associated with these mosques and the businesses who support them, the people who support them, that means if they are selling uh, their restaurants or they're selling whatever markets that they have, stop going to these markets. Stop going to their shops. Uh, stop using their 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 their, um, their economic engines. Uh, their doctors, their lawyers. Uh, it's it's hard, hard, very bad to say because we live as as one group of people. We do not have a divide and rule uh, when we come out of of South Asia. We we depend on each other. We help each other, and so an economic ban affects everyone. It's a trickle down effect, and it's very very harmful to the entire society. But if you're going to have one aspect of society that's continuously going to do this, you have to have a better way. Instead of retaliating with violence, you can retaliate other ways. But you also have to take the uh, responsibility, and you have to understand that this trickle down effect will at one time come, uh, you know, create a problem all over the community um, and you have to have the courage to talk about it but uh, if you want to start that conversation on the table you have to start that conversation with an economic ban on economic boycott on everyone associated with these uh, groups who are causing the violence uh, ideological religious institutions that are, that are involved in these violence uh, sh uh, commerce uh, businesses and, and commercial aspects um, Parts of society that are involved in this, and and make sure that you you, you don't uh, you know uh, you you don't uh, partake in their economic activity and, and say well you know this is what you want uh, then sure we can go both ways until you come to the table and offload your labels. Um, uh, it is important on an individual level to heal on the inside, stop the narrative of us versus them, and understand that your currents and waves. Uh, you have to take your responsibility, my friend, uh, of all the nonsense that we've been told and indoctrinated with from the last 60 to 70 years. The, the anger that we've been infused with, we have to take that responsibility that we, we took part took in it. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was wrong. And uh, we have to rise above it and we have to offload it. We have to understand these junctions, understand why it happened and offload it. Um... Now, um, you have to understand these leaders and politicians uh, on the ground in, in, in the United Kingdom and in any socialist group will create uh, this divide and rule, uh, us versus them. It is also very Abrahamic uh, mentality, very ignorant, us versus them. There is no such thing as us versus them. Understand that crony socialism is about ghettos and vote banks. Until you understand that, you will not get out of these ghettos. And if you don't get out of these the ghettos, you will be a vote bank and slaves forever. These vote banks are modern slave plantations. Um, anger and aggression is a, is a socialist form of slavery, like I mentioned. Rise above it, heal, build economic strength, support each other beyond and above the labels, build strong economic communities, uh, secure communities where you you secure your your secure yourselves uh, sec with security. Take the politicians to task. Uh, understand that politics is about money. Uh, understand that the United Kingdom sold out her own people for sexual slavery to these mosques uh, 
um, and they did not call them out nor punish these criminals uh, to what extent they, they should have. They did it on a small scale, but the by and large groups just got away with it. Um, you have to... Um, uh, you have to understand that we've kept quiet for too long and we have to rise uh, and we have to use that voice because our voice is our freedom and a voice uh, is, is silence is slavery and they don't care except for money okay and these are everyone in the world any politicians they don't care except for money um, it's also important to understand that all these South Asian communities all these immigrants and people this have to stop calling doing one thing. Stop calling people racist. Stop pointing the fingers at others and understand the problem starts at, on the inside. So your racist rants, your us versus them, your people of color, oh, I'm minorities, I'm a victim, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a poor little immigrant, all of that has to stop because it's an absolute ignorant narrative that is the cause and start of this problem. You're not an immigrant. You're not a narrative. You are not a person of color. You're current and a wave. Very important to understand. Uh, also, build bridges and take people to chat to task. Remember that a lot of proxy groups around the world are supported and funded by these proxy socialists, Marxists who are ignorant and who are, who have uh, spent the best part of the last sixty years of making road banks that are modern slave plantations. I will end this podcast uh, on a note that I mentioned again, uh, a note that was given to me by one of my um, listeners, and he said, uh, neither mother, father, nor any relative can do one greater good than one's own well-directed mind. My friend, that is called healing, that is called alignment, in, in Sanskrit it's called yagna, it's about healing uh, from the inside, and erupting with a joy and, and a healing process um, and a positive mind a well-aligned mind a well-directed mind um, free-flowing metaphysical energy instead of corruption uh, negativity anger and and rising up the status quo remember you're cyclic you will have to pass through darkness you will have to pass through the 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 negative uh, and you will transition only if you're well directed. So thank you very much for that. I wish you a great day. I wish you a lot of healing. I wish that we can make this into an intellectual laboratory. Research it. Please, please give it to your friends. Uh, have the discussion about it for every single community, uh, whoever you are. Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, rise above it. Uh, share it with your um social media groups um i know it's a long podcast but it's important to have this conversation and research 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 rise about it externalize your voice write uh externalize your emotions write 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 and write about the status quo thank you very much my friends i wish you a great day a lot of peace and stay safe